New Thought Guy. Don't squint. You ever hear that? Yeah. Or something similar to that? Your mother or the yeah. nurse at school or something says, yeah. don't squint. Mm -hmm. Well, researchers from Ohio State University did a study about people who squint, mostly because they're squinting at a monitor or an iPad. Um, and they're usually looking at something that's either complex or detailed, and they want to cut the brightness that's around them and look at the small details probably in a, in a clearer focus. But what happens when they do that, or when we squint at any time, whether it's for a monitor or not, is, is we're changing the shape of our eye. Um, we let in less light, so there's less light uh, uh, coming in to, to change our focus, and we end up being more focused and things look a little clearer, supposedly. But it also changes our perception on what we're looking at because we're not seeing the full picture. We're less illuminated because we are keeping the light out and squinting is a very deceptive practice. And it has little impact really on your vision. It doesn't change your vision, it's temporary. Now, squinting also makes one prone to eye strain and dry eye. And the reason you get dry is because you're not blinking. Because you're doing this all the time, you're not blinking, and it irritates it, you know, the, the eye area, and it's uncomfortable. And in this study, they said that even low-level squinting causes bl blink rates to half from 15 per minute to 7.5 per minute, <laughs> which is not great. Not a great thing to do because when you don't blink, you don't mo moisturize your eye. And that's why your eyes get dry. One of the reasons why your eyes get dry. It also means that if you're doing that, you're not seeing things clearly. Yes? I mean, that's usually the obvious reason. So you probably need glasses or contacts or glasses and contacts, which is what I have. Or... Um, <laughs> maybe LASIK or, or so, some sort of thing like that, or maybe you just need a clearer vision of truth. So are you seeing life through a squint? Are you lessening the illumination of light and spirit in your life by squinting at life? Are you drying up your true perception of life by squinting all the time and squinting in your head, in your mind, and in your heart? Are you blinded to that which must be enlightened because your eyes are partially closed? And are you partially only open partially to inspiration and intuition that may come in because you are not allowing the light to come in because your eyes are squinting. There's a Na Native American proverb that says, the soul would have no rainbow if the eyes had no tears. Like I said, we require our eyes to be moist. And so too in our minds and hearts, we must be drenched in vision, intuition, and imagination. And we do that by keeping our eyes wide open. There's a story about a six-year-old girl who was sitting in the back of the classroom and she was drawing. And the teacher went up to her and asked, so uh, what are you drawing? And the little girl said, well, I'm drawing a picture of God. 
To which the teacher laughed a little and replied, but nobody knows what God looks like. And this, the little girl said, they will in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> They say seeing is believing. That's a big saying. Seeing is believing. And that's, that's kind of true, but you know what? It's not necessary. Our vision, our belief, our connection to the divine does not require us to um, really do anything but be in, in, in intention about it. We don't have to have a near-death experience to have God in our lives. We don't have to um, take a trip. Or, or, or anything um, like that uh, to, to have communion with God. We just have to open our eyes and our hearts. What it does require also is for us to remove whatever obstructions are in our way, whatever, whatever obstructions of our perception on life, our perception of, of truth um, from our history or supposed DNA stuff. When that stuff's in our way, then we have to squint to see the divine. To reveal the divine, we have to kind of close things off. That's not what Ernest Holmes meant when he was talking about turning away from the condition. It doesn't mean you're blinded to, to it or away from it, that you don't see it. It's there. What you're doing by turning away from the condition is knowing the truth. Knowing the higher truth, you may say, of that situation. You don't put on blinders. Now, I'm going to um, take a dip into the uh, scriptures, which I don't do very often. But um, this popped up when I was looking around and, and uh, thinking about the talk today. It's from Matthew 7. Verses 1 through 5, it's part of the Sermon on the Mount, for those who are uh, familiar with that. And it starts out by saying, and this is from the Aramaic um, uh, tradition as far as the translation goes. Judge not that you may not be judged. For with what judgment you judge, you shall be judged. And with the same measure with which you measure, it shall be measured to you again. Very law of cause and effect there. Why do you see the mote, which is like a splinter, that is in your brother's eye or sister's eye, but do not feel the beam that is in your own eye? <laughs> or how can you say to your brother or sister, let me take out the mote or splinter from your eye, and behold, there is a beam in your own eye. <laughs> oh, hypocrite, first take out the beam out of your own eye, and then you can see clearly to take out the mote or the splinter out of your brother or sister's eye. Now, the mote, the splinter that they're talking about, that Matthew, well, that uh, Yeshua was talking about, it's Matthew writing down what, uh, what Yeshua said. The emote is like an irritation particle in your eye. And we squint when that happens. You know, when something gets in your eye, of course you squint because it seems like it's less irritating that way. Now, I wear contacts, and if the tiniest bit of dust gets in there, it's like somebody threw a you know, rock at me. You know, it's like, whoa, oh, you know, if you're driving, 
you're like driving like this and, until you can pull over and and, uh, and clear out your eye. But what the, the interesting thing is, is that when we squint because of that pain, we're not relieving the particle. It's a temporary relief. As soon as you open your eye and start blinking again, you're going to feel the pain. But if you open your eye and you keep your eye open, what happens is your body goes, oh, you need moisture there, and brings moisture into your eye, and the tears take the particle out. So you have to keep your eyes wide open so that not only the particles and the dust, but the junk that we want to bust through and soar and zoom past is also released in your belief system. Now, the scripture story implies that someone is ignoring a glaring fault of their own while criticizing a smaller one in someone else, but so too we do that to ourselves. We don't take the beam, the splinter, the moat out of our own eye so that we can open up. We, we allow the squinting to become a deception that somehow we're, we're connected to the truth. But it's only temporary when you're squinting. You know, when, when somebody says something to you and you're thinking, I'm not sure I believe that. A lot of times you squint. Mm, really? You do that. Because you feel the deception. Your body does that as part of the deception with a lie that isn't going around. Thomas Jefferson wrote in the Declaration of Independence, all experience has shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. Don't squint. Just open your eyes wide. See if there's a shadow going on in your life, if there's a condition or experience or a belief in your life, you have to have your eyes wide open so that you can bust through that. So that you can do in thought, feeling, and belief, and action what is required, and that will come to you with your eyes wide open to rid that from your life. There's a story about a parent with their six-year-old child, and the parent says, so what are you looking at? And the child was nestled in, in parent's lap and stared and was looking at the sky and said, well, you see those clouds? They are not clouds, Mom. They have magic. They move. And there's a unicorn hiding in there. Can you see it? Can you see it? When you look at the clouds now, do you see a unicorn or a face or anything like that? Or are they just clouds going by or... Wow, those are dark, it's going to rain soon. Is it all just practical, or do you, do you hug the tree, or just go, wow, that's a nice tree? Do you touch the tree? Do you take the energy from the tree? Do you share your energy with the tree, and thus share your energy with the planet? Walter um, Strike Tiff said, There are no seven wonders of the world in the eyes of a child. There are seven million. How many wonders are in your life? With your eyes squinting, there's not that many. You become so focused, so um, closing off from the light, that you only see the one thing instead of all of the beautiful things. 
We squint at life thinking it will get clearer, but we eliminate that light and the wisdom of the ages, the inspiration from the creative universe that shows up. We blind ourselves of vision by not allowing the power of the source and substance of our supply to, to shine through, to come through, to be seen. Helen Keller said the only thing worse than being blind is having sight and no vision. So what's your vision? You know, we talk about that, and that's a great vision for not only this community, but for you personally. But what's your personal vision of life? Are you squinting at it, hoping to see it clearer, but not having your eyes open so you can illuminate it with the light, with the light of the universe? Jung said, your vision will become clear only when you look into your heart. Who looks outside dreams? Who looks inside awakens? I love that. Who looks outside dreams? Because you're squinting. Oh, I think I can see it. I can see myself. I can see myself getting that job or, or finding that loved one or having a better relationship with, with, with my child or whatever is going on. I think I can see it. But when I know from the inside, when my eyes are wide open, not only in the eyeballs, but in the insight, then I become aware, I become awakened, I reveal the divinity in myself, and I start vibrating at the speed of the divine. There's a famous Meister Eckhart quote, I know I've used it a lot, it says, the eye through which I see God is the same eye through which God sees me. My eye and God's eye are one. One seeing, one knowing, one love. And so instead of hoping or even asking you to promise to dance, I want to right now declare that you shall dance. <laughs> With your eyes wide open and, and your, your heart inviting and inspiration and imagination at full bore and your wings spread and ready to fly into action, that's what I see for you. Now how are we going to do that? How are we going to keep our eyes wide open? Carlos Castaneda said, In the universe there is an immeasurable, indescribable force which shamans call intent. And absolutely everything that exists in the entire cosmos is attached to intent by a connecting link. When we open our mind, when we open our eyeballs, when we open our insight, when we open our hearts and allow intuition and imagination to seep through this divine matrix, then we reveal whatever needs to be revealed. The thoughts, the feelings, the information, the action that we may take. As Ralph Waldo Emerson said, within man is the soul of the whole, the wise of silence, the universal beauty to which every part and particle is equally related, the eternal one. Don't squint at your addictions or your fears. Don't squint at your past or your lack and limitation thoughts and beliefs that may still be hanging around. Don't squint to try to focus on what you might need to change or upgrade or, or update or transform or transcend. Because that leads, like when you squint your eyeballs, that lead, or your eyelids to your eyeballs, that leads to dry eye and irritation and double vision for that fact. 
a false clarity is what it leads to without the luminescence of divine wisdom. Don't squint, because you don't have to. Get contacts, get glasses, get LASIK, get truth. Just open your eyes, open your eyes, the one in your head and the one in your mind and your heart and your gut and believe because believing is seeing and seeing as the theme of the month is is being being the divine in you thank you so much namaste yeah,